Hello, Scream Demons, and welcome to the Screams in the Basement podcast with Sam and Casey. This is a horror podcast in which two horror fans discuss all things horror, including news, collectibles, recent watches, and other things. I went off script. I switched some things around. <laughs> I'm one of those person persons talking about other things. I'm Casey. And I'm Sam. And, and let's, let's get, get screaming. screaming. Sam. Are you Casey? ready for this? We got a pretty jam-packed episode planned for this week. Yeah. We have a big episode planned for this week. Huge screaming mad news. Uh, Huge. A lot. It's the biggest. It's the biggest news piece we've ever talked about. I yeah, think. it's probably the most excited you're going to hear me on this podcast. No, not probably, but still, I'm excited. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, and Casey wrote a whole book in the doobie doing section of our notes that's not so even all of it for that I, that's not even all of it sam we got more you, you trimmed it <laughs> no uh, i got yeah. I, I have more i'll throw in our uh doobie doing here in a minute oh, but, shit. Uh, okay the topic the topic for this time last time you saw our our beautiful faces or heard our our lovely voices or both depending on how you watch or listen to this show we talked about our top 10 movies of 2023 each mm-hmm. of us created our own individual top 10 list. We only had what three crossovers, I think. I think four, four, I think four, Maybe four, because we both had Godzilla, Saw X. Did you have Thanksgiving? Thanksgiving, Thanksgiving, no. and then, um, what's the Godzilla uh, evil, minus evil, one? evil, evil, evil Dead, Dead Rise? Rise. Yep. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Yep. Yeah. So this this time around, we're not looking back. We're not looking back, Sam. No. We're looking to the future. We're looking forward. The future is now. The future is now. The future is now because one of the movies that we're talking about is technically already out. It's already out. We, yeah, we haven't watched Neither it. of us have seen it. Yeah. So. <laughs> so what we're going to be doing a little later on in the show is we're going to be tier ranking because everybody on the internet loves a good tier ranking. We're going to be tier ranking our most anticipated horror movies of 2024. We have 20 of them that we felt, hey, these are these are ones we know that are coming out this year. Some of them don't have release dates, but we know like they were rumored to come out last year. If they don't come out in 2024, that's that that's a bigger question we'll have to answer in in 2025. But uh we're here to tier rank our most anticipated. We'll get to those tiers. We have five tiers. We'll talk about those later again. 20 movies that we'll talk about. A little later on in the show, but before we get to that, the big headliner for this episode is our first Scream and Mad News, our first and only. Sam, what is this Scream and Mad News that you are uh, you just cannot wait to talk about? Okay, so as you guys know, I, well, maybe you don't know. I don't know if I've actually talked not. about, I don't know if I've actually talked about the 2009 Sorority Row on this show yet, but um, Sorority Row from 2009 is a remake from a movie from, you know, the slasher boom. Um, and it's great and it's amazing and it's underseen and underrated. I love it dearly. And Josh Stolberg announced on his socials this week that he is indeed writing a sequel to 2009 Sorority Row. And he has all of the surviving characters from the first movie potentially returning. In his words, they're in the script if the actresses don't want to be in the movie that's on them. So I hope that the actresses all want to be in the movie. I would love to see a cast reunion. Um, well, who, who is the cast from the, uh, the 2009 re- aughts remake of uh, Sorority so, Row? 
Brianna Evigan, who <laughs> you might also know from Step Up to the Streets. Um, I don't know. I'm sorry. Where were you in the mid 2000s? <laughs> Street dancing movies were the thing. They were Let's a look- thing. They were a thing. I think I was not watching. You've got Brianna Evigan, Rumor Willis. Um, I'm trying to find. Yeah. Uh, like Leah Pipes. Jamie Chung is in this. Um, I don't think some of these people are returning, but some of them are, um, at least in script. And so, I don't know. I'm just excited. I haven't watched this one in a few years, but I do put this on every once every couple of years just because it's one of the aughts remakes that does something a little different with the premise. Like, it's very more reminiscent of, like, the 90s scream type of thing. It's slick. Everyone's pretty. There are a bunch of CW moments in it. But, like, oh, man, I dig this movie. Uh, You might actually like it too, Casey. The killer is legit pretty great he's in like a graduation robe he has a tire iron it's a whole thing it's cool it's cool okay we will watch i will watch sorority that maybe we'll set a new year's resolution right here right now yeah 2009 sorority row and we will talk about it in depth on this show yeah there's a wine bottle kill in that movie that's going to be entirely your thing it's it's gnarly it's cool I hope it does something with an eyeball then. Is this a rated is this one of those rated R ones? Or? It is. It is okay. rated R, yes. Um, and it's mostly because of the gore. Like there are a lot, I guess, like Carrie Fisher's in this movie as the gun-toting, tough talking, I chain smoke 10 packs a day house mom, and it's so great. Like, oh God, she's incredible. Like I like how you included all these no-named people in terms of like <laughs> well, who's in, when I asked who's in the cast and you left out, you know, Princess oh, Leia. Oh, another one. Matt O'Leary from the Spy Kids movies, because that's how he's always going to be to me. Gary Giggles. I don't know but who he's... That is. What? I don't think Have you so. ever watched Spy Kids? I have. Who is who's he in Spy Kids? He's the blonde evil kid spy. You know? The one that's mean to him in, in two. Junie puts him on a different course and they end up, or Carmen puts him in a different course and they end up spy running into two. the poop. Gotcha. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was like, I don't remember any kid, other kid in Spy Kids 1. Yeah, no, no. He, he showed two. up in okay, Spy yes, Kids yes. 2, and gotcha. then he was in 3 for a little bit. Um, and he pops up in things like 2013's The Lone Ranger. He's part of Butch Cavendish's crew. I'm a big Matt O'Leary fan. Mm. He also drew... The biggest, maybe. The, the biggest on the internet. <laughs> maybe. <laughs> maybe. No, I, uh, you know, Gary Giggles. He was cool. So he had a funny laugh, and he was bad. so anyways now that we've gone wildly off topic um yeah that's it for scream mad news i'm really excited for a sorority row sequel who's with me comments and there's crickets (laughs) (laughs) we have two we have two people watching currently none of them are are it just bumped up to four as soon as they're like oh thank thank god you guys you guys are done you guys are done watching this we have six people listening it, it, who else likes 2009 sorority row real quick sound off in the comments someone our, back me up here it's such a good movie zero in about a second here Sam. <laughs> what what do we got next let's 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 move yeah. on from casey row. fine we'll move on from sorority row only because we're going to do a whole episode on it later this year um <laughs> casey what have you been doobie doing lately uh, a whole lot of nothing sam as you can see by our yeah. uh, 
notes for for this like, episode. Do no, you even like I have horror a, movies? <laughs> I have a I have a ton of horror movies. Well, I mean, we should explain the reason why I, I watched like six of these in one day. Yeah, because we were we're literally like in negative forty degree weather right now in yeah. South Dakota. Uh, Saturday we were also in a blizzard, so. <laughs> Yeah. Literally sat home and watched a ton of movies. So uh, the stuff I've I've been watching, I have a few rewatches. I'll just throw out really quickly. Um, I know you have this one too. We we both watched Godzilla minus one at the State Theater here in Sioux Falls, South Dakota. Yeah. This was a second time watch for both of us. Great experience. Say, yeah, I don't need to say anymore. It's my favorite movie of the year. It's one of my favorite blockbusters of the last decade. It's a perfect movie. Yeah, it's incredible. Another one I I technically rewatched. I I watched the last like three fourths of it. Kayla was watching it, and I after we were done recording, I think last time maybe I don't remember. Maybe. Anyway, I cut the last last like half of Cobweb. God, I oh, love that yeah. movie. That movie's so good. Uh, again, made my top ten of last year. So if you haven't watched it yet, go watch go watch Cobweb. Uh, next up, I will. Hi, Maggie. <laughs> I will uh, I, I will throw out two two movies that are I, I know you watched as well and that we'll talk about yeah. a lot a lot more in depth on the show. One, uh, the interview is out right now for our, our buddy AJ Chambers, uh, Lust, Magic, and the Witch's Sabbath. What yeah. a what a wild, crazy <laughs> movie! Uh, go check out our interview with with AJ. We we kind of go into depth on that movie. Super, I mean, again, super indie. Yeah. Has Ari Lehman as as the devil. He was Jason in the first Friday the Thirteenth. So, yeah, it's a wild movie. I know you watch. We we both watched it for for the interview. It's it's Gonzo. It's insane. crazy. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's um, uh, it's one of the weirdest movies that you're going to uh, see, like, ever. Maybe I don't know. Yeah, it's pretty wild. Sure. It's great. It's pretty wild. It's pretty wild. <laughs> uh, next up after that, uh, Founders Day from Eric Bloomquist. Uh, so coming up next week, we will have an interview with Eric all about that movie. Um, you might recognize his name. He did. Uh, he did. Uh, she came from the woods, which just came out last year. Another movie that we raved about was mm -hmm. 10 minutes to midnight, which is one of our favorite movies of the, the pandemic horrors. Um, we loved that one. Uh, he did. Well, what else am I missing? Is there another one that I'm missing? Those are the I mean, last three, I believe, but he's done plenty before that. Yeah. And it's he did just, Long I Lost hopped... with Catherine Cochran. And... Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Yeah. So he's one of those that, like, I'm obviously a little later to the game on because he's he's been doing this for a while now, even before 10 Minutes to Midnight, but that was my introduction. Um, and of the three that I've seen, like, his past three, Founders Day is it's my favorite. And yep. I just, I love this movie. Um, I'm so excited to share the interview that it's just, it's, yeah, it's a great slasher. It's, it's got setting and characters that are just like, so lived in and felt, um, it goes to some gonzo places in the mm -hmm. second half, like just take some wild swings. Uh, yeah, it's, it's great. I highly recommend Founders Day. Highly recommend it. Yeah, it's it's it was a great interview that we did that drops next week. The movie comes out this Friday, so if you are listening to this on our podcast feeds on Friday, 
It is in theaters right now, so check your local listings. I don't know if we're getting it in Sioux Falls. I don't think so. The last that that I checked, I would love to see this with a crowd. I know it's been getting like secret screenings. I think Regal did like a surprise screening for it early, but Eric said it'll it'll drop on streaming sooner than later, which which is awesome. So whenever you get a chance to watch it, Founders Day, we are in like a new age renaissance of slashers, and this I think is firmly a part of that where it's going to fly under the radar because it is, it's not like screen 18 or whatever. It's a, an unknown movie with a pretty unknown cast besides a couple faces that you may recognize William Russ being, being one of them who was Corey Matthews dad in boy meets world. So I was very excited to, to watch him in this movie. He's incredible. He's so yeah, good in this movie. He's really good. One of my favorite things about it is like we talked about last episode with us, we talked about Eli Ross Thanksgiving and how the mm-hmm. town of Plymouth loves Thanksgiving more than anyone should ever love Thanksgiving. This town here, Founders Day, the idea of Founders Day is so ingrained in this town. And it's like at the movie theater, people are like protesting about Founders Day. The schools are teaching it. It's firm, firmly ingrained in this town. And I think that's what makes a great quote unquote holiday slasher is a town obsessed with that singular holiday and this is one of those oh yeah oh yeah and like it has political commentary and political satire without being like too in your face about it it's just i don't know it's a wild like it's pretty bold movie honestly I, i i like it the cold open is incredible so yeah founder's day i think check it out yeah uh, next up, I, I finally watched the OG Godzilla 1954. This was a first time watch for was me. Was it really? It was. It was. I didn't know that. Okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I. I mean, it's a. There's a reason it's it's spawned all these sequels. There's a reason Godzilla is the icon that that it is. This movie, it's not without flaws because there are scenes mm-hmm. where it like just like jump cuts to other like the next part of a scene. And there's mm-hmm. like no connecting between the two, but it doesn't ever take you out of it because one, the score is incredible. The man mm-hmm. in the suit for Godzilla is insane. The practical effects of this movie, it's like you might recognize that those are models, but it's like, who cares? It's a giant monster de- destroying a city. The story is also great. Also really fun characters that again, this movie doesn't go as weird as the later Godzilla sequels do. Yeah. But it already sets up like there's like a scientist with an eye patch in this first movie. Yeah. <laughs> so it's all already like laying the groundwork for, for future sequels. It already has a little bit of a B movie vibe. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I don't need to say more. It's Godzilla. Everybody else yeah. has seen it besides me. It's it's uh, tremendous. I'm glad you finally watched it. Going into my uh watching like six or seven movies in one day, <laughs> a lot of these came from Shudder. Um, so I'll leave the newer ones for later and we can talk about those. But first up, I had I, I watched the 80s film Black Roses, which is set in this this small town where this rock band comes in to play a three night show. And it turns out the that this rock band is a bunch of demons and they start to brainwash the kids of this this school. And it's not it's not really clear what why they're brainwashing the <laughs> students. It's very vague. Um I'm not sure what what the point of it is. Like the kids don't like go. So it's and, like the brain. Yeah, they don't really like go <laughs> and like 
kill the townspeople. It's just they slowly become brainwashed and start to become rebellious against their parents. And yeah, I mean, uh, they uh, like it, it's not. I don't want to spoil it because they like they do start killing their parents, but it's not clear why. Okay, like what's the motivation of like these demons brainwashing these kids to kill their parents? Besides, like that's what people think rock and roll is. I find that so this movie is often compared to, and the reason I watch it and it's been on my watch list for a while is it's often compared to Trick or Treat, another '80s rock and roll mm. horror movie. Okay, Tr- Trick or Treat is much better. It's very okay. clear on what that is. That movie is also a better definition of what metalheads and are and people who love rock music. The main character in that is like quintessential metalhead kid. Oh yeah, yeah. Right on down to the whiny teenage angst. Exactly. Exactly. (laughs) And this one, like, they're all just kind of teenagers. They're like teenagers you'd find in any other 80s horror movie that just so happen to go to this quote-unquote metal concert. Very (laughs) glam rock metal concert. (laughs) Until, like, so there's a scene where, like, the townspeople show up to the first night of the concert because they're like, we got to make sure this is okay for our kids. So they're all in the back row. They're all in this auditorium, too. It's not like a rock concert. They're in an auditorium, and they're all sitting down watching this band. And the guy comes out, starts singing, like, this 80s ballad. And the parents are like, okay, this isn't bad. This is kind of stuff we would listen to back in our day, like, with the Beatles and stuff. So they all leave. And then the lights, like, go down, and you hear, like, the guitar chords get a little deeper. And the guy takes off his shirt and he has like leather straps on. And that's like, (laughs) but then he starts singing more glam rock. Oh my God. That's funny. It just goes from like singing a ballad to glam rock. And it's like, okay, I'm I'm going along because this movie is a ton of fun. It's not as good. Like I said, it's not as, as good as trick or treat. But if you're a fan of like rock horror movies, this is definitely one to check out cool i've had this in my shutter watch list for a while just because they added like a bunch of heavy metal horror at one time so yeah i wouldn't call this one heavy metal horror it's it's (laughs) glam rock horror yeah um staying on my shutter watches uh i watched a movie you have been trying to get me to watch you and nick uh nick simon have been trying to get me to watch (laughs) yes since supercon weekend uh it is the uninvited which it is. Uh, it, 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 it's a movie about a about a cat who has experiments done on it. It's a gen- genetically mutated cat who ends up on this yacht and starts killing off the passengers of it. All underneath that is like conspiracy and trying to get to another country to get money out of a bank before the the feds show up and stop this 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 rich guy who owns the yacht. And invites a bunch of twenty somethings on spring spring break to uh to uh, join him on this uh, yacht. Yeah, this movie again. I don't. I, I wouldn't call it great. It's 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 the definition of like a party horror film, though. Yeah, yeah. It's a you get a bunch of friends together, you crack a few brews, <laughs> you get the big bowl of pretzels out, and you watch the uninvited. Yeah. That's and it has to be at like 10 at night when you're all delirious yeah. a little bit. Like it's, yeah, it's incredible. It's the best. It's not a three in the afternoon movie like I did. <laughs> no, probably not. 
<laughs> it's it's one of the I mean it's the best killer, killer cat mutated on cat yeah. on a yacht but movie like yeah. nothing nothing in that category is better than it so mm-hmm. yeah no I, I love that movie but it's it's like yeah it's crazy the like ADR of the same cat sounds going over like pretty much the entire movie is so funny the cat meows the entire movie but doesn't once open its mouth yeah <laughs> also the movie so look, slight spoilers i guess for the end but when the cat floats up on shore it's a yeah, completely different it's cat. A completely different cat not even the same color cat <laughs> that's that's the uninvited so it's go check so it out. funny it's so funny oh i love it uh <laughs> uh some newer watches uh then before i get to i have some full moon stuff in here because of course i do um some newer watches this one came out last year it's the elevator game um from rebecca mckendry from the colors of the dark podcast this this is about the elevator game where you push certain floors and at some point you end up in another realm once you get to like the fifth floor or whatever Mm-hmm. Uh, that's that's this the general premise of this movie. There's a point where one of the characters says, "Who's going to watch 20 minutes of us playing this elevator game?" That was me watching 85 minutes of this. It is not very good. I would say if you watch the trailer, that's probably what you're going to get out of it. And if that, I don't know. I think that's good enough. Watch 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 the trailer, and you get exactly what this movie's sort of going for. It's a tough. It's a tough premise to uh extend into a feature length i feel yeah just because like any any movie that's just based around like an urban legend sometimes has struggles and this one's literally an urban legend about pressing numbers on an elevator you know what i mean and then closing your eyes and it's just i've seen parts of this and i think like there's some interesting things in it but overall yeah like yeah it's, yeah, it's, it's not it's, my thing. It's not, yeah, it's not great. It's not great. Uh, moving on, I watched a couple couple new movies. Uh, from one from this year, and I think one was from late last year that I know you watched as well. Uh, the mm-hmm. first uh, one up here is uh, Destroy All Neighbors, which just dropped on Shutter recently, within the last yeah. week or two. Starring uh, my boy Alex Winter. Starring Alex Winter in, uh, he's in two roles in this movie. He's under heavy makeup in one of those where he's playing like a Russian heavy. Um, <laughs> so the next two movies I'll talk about, Destroy All Neighbors and Shaky Shivers, would make for a an interesting double feature because tonally they're pretty pretty damn similar. Uh, Destroy All Neighbors stars Jonah Ray Rodriguez. And he's in a bunch of like indie horrors, a lot of a lot of shutter horrors, actually. And he's pretty great. He's this he's this musician who's uh, who's who's trying to make a prog rock album, a progressive rock album. And he's just continuously failing at it. He can never find the motivation to finish. He always has certain excuses that come up that stop him from finishing the album. And the latest excuse is that his new neighbor is too loud. And his new neighbor is Alex Winter, who's this Russian under total prosthetics all over his body. And he ends up killing his neighbor by accident. <laughs> and for no like and no reason at all, the neighbor comes back to life, even though he's like chopped up his body and tried to 
decomposed <laughs> it and chopped off his head and all that. And he comes back to life and through circumstances, he, he and his, the dismembered body of his neighbor start teaming up to complete his prog rock album. And they accidentally cue a f- kill a few other people along the way. And they come back to life for <laughs> no, no, re- no real reason. Yeah. This movie's a pretty wild premise. Doesn't fully work. I think it has elements that really work. I think the overall message of the movie of you're kind of your own worst enemy, especially if you're trying to do something outside of your nine to five job, it's up to you to complete your passion, even though it might not be what you expect it to be in the end, even though it might not be perfect. Sometimes you just got to go out there and, and complete it. And I really uh, respect that. Jonah, Jonah Ray is, uh, he's really good in this movie. Uh, I, I think he's pretty great in everything that he pops up in. But here specifically where he's the lead, he's pretty great in this. I liked Alex Winter. He's totally hamming it up under the prosthetics. <laughs> There's some great, great uh, gore gags in this movie. But it just doesn't fully like connect as a horror comedy. It definitely leans more into the straightforward comedy than horror with some gore gags spread out in this movie. So like exactly my type of movie? Yeah, I... I, I yeah, I messaged you after I watched it, and I was yeah. like, you should watch Destroy All Neighbors. It's, this is a Sam movie. It's on the watch list. I'm going to try and get to it this week. Uh, yeah. I love I love splatter comedies. I feel like, when I say I like horror comedies, like I do like horror comedies, but I kind of like the ones that are funny in their gore, like the Tucker and Dale versus Evil, the Freakies, the, you know, like, mm-hmm. they're more comedies, but they just have really gruesome stuff in them. Yeah. Uh, another one that just came out last year. Yep. Late, uh, which is Shaky Shivers. Uh, it's the 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 directorial debut of Sung Kang, who's who's Han in all the Fast and the Furious movies. So I mean, that's that was my selling point of like, okay, he's doing a weird teen horror comedy. Let's see what let's see what this is. Uh, this one didn't work for me. I know it worked worked for you quite a bit. Yeah, it just there's too many. It's a very loose movie. It's about it's about these two girls who work kind of this dead end job at an ice cream place, and one of them gets cursed by this like woman of the woods who curses her mm-hmm. to be a werewolf. Turns out she does actually become a werewolf, and along the way there's certain circumstances where one of them becomes a zombie. They accidentally shoot one of their coworkers. Sasquatch <laughs> is in this movie. There's a cult. <laughs> Yeah, it, it's kind of all over the place. Yeah, and my, my biggest takeaway is if this was a segment in like, like Scare Package, which tonally it reminds me of Scare Package quite a bit. Yeah, if this oh, was a very segment much. in that with the werewolf and with like the tree zombie, like that would be like, oh my god, that's my favorite segment of Scare Package. As a feature length film, doesn't quite work. I do want to see where where he goes next in terms of his his directing because i think there's there's something here it just yeah. wasn't wasn't fully there i don't necessarily disagree with you while also thinking it's 
I I liked it so much more. Um, yeah. This one, this one just it really worked for me, and I think it comes down to like the two leads are so great, and they have such good chemistry that they kind of carry you through the movie, even when there's not a lot of like narrative connection between each set piece, because the movie at times really does feel like they just move from like oh this is a werewolf attack set piece oh this is a zombie set piece oh this is a cult horror set piece yeah. this is a you know and like yeah there's a little bit of that i also think the 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 bookends that bring it together are really sweet um i love everything with the ice cream shop i want to go to that ice cream shop and eat ice cream there um yeah i don't know this movie really worked for me um I think the zombie makeup's incredible. It's great. It's, it's <laughs> like, the best part it's, of this movie. Yeah, it's it so might good. be like some of the most unique zombie makeup I've ever seen. I love how the jaw just kind of starts growing out of the chin. And like, oh, it's just, it's kind of great. Uh, so yeah, I think, uh, yeah, I really recommend Shaky Shivers. But I get why it didn't quite work for you. Because narratively, it's very slight. It's very yeah. slight. So... All right, the moment uh, I'm sure everyone's uh, been waiting for me finally talking about Full Moon. I know, I know, we should have an entire. We're nuts over show. here. We're nuts <laughs> over here, according to our 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 friends at Attack of the Killer Podcast. Thanks, thanks, <laughs> thanks, Mike. Thanks, Jason. Thanks, Tad. <laughs> We're nuts over here. Um, go listen to their uh, their best of the year episode to yeah to hear what hear what we're talking about. <laughs> so I have two. I have two full moon movies. Uh, the first one I find okay. So I finally finished the Puppet Master series. I'm done. I watched all the full moon ones. There's one I haven't just because it doesn't count in the canon of full moon. It's Puppet Master versus Demonic Toys, which was a mm. sci-fi channel movie. Didn't really have anything to do with full moon. Anyway, the last one I watched was Blade: The Iron Cross. Now is this the one friend of the show Alan Maxwell plays Blade in? Yes, Alan yeah. Alan Markson plays Blade, who or does Maxson, he does like yeah. the stunt performance of of Blade because they mix they mix classic like stop motion puppeteering with live action and it's pretty damn seamless in this movie. It's pretty great. That's awesome. So the, some of the last Puppet Master movies I talked about were the Axis trilogy, which are the ones that are set during World War II. Mm-hmm. And bring, like, bring all the puppets back and they all fight Nazis and they're terribly boring. This is also set within that timeline. But this one is so much better. It's only an hour long. It focuses, like all the other puppets have like really small cameos, but Blade is like the main driving force of this movie. Again, using the backdrop of World War II, this one probably does it the best out of the last ones. Uh, especially those last three Axis trilogy movies. I think it's the best Puppet Master movie since like the 90s. I think it's really great. It's a ton of fun. It's a breezy watch. It's it's super low budget, but it doesn't show its low budgetness like some other Puppet Master movies do. Nice. Um, next up from Full Moon, uh, watch Dr. Mordred, which is a movie I'd seen parts of, but I had never watched beginning to end. This is notoriously full moon's knockoff on dr strange <laughs> where charlie band had the rights to dr strange at one point and was going to make the movie they lost the rights 
he decided to make the movie still and just call it Dr. Mordred and basically keep everything the same. Uh, Jeffrey Combs plays Dr. Dr. Mordred in this movie. He's, he's incredible. I mean, I love Jeffrey Combs and literally everything and him mm-hmm. as this Dr. Strange type is perfect. I want to see Marvel connect these two universes in a future Dr. Strange movie, have Dr. Strange and Mordred meet each other at some point. <laughs> The special effects for the 90s are, are, this is in 1992, are pretty great for a straight-to-video sci-fi superhero action movie. They're pretty pretty incredible. The The chemistry between the two leads is, might be the best that I've seen in any full moon movie. And again, for a superhero movie, for a superhero story that's kind of essential, like you look at the Marvel yeah. formula, they all set up that there's a, a romantic subplot. This one has it here, and it's it's great. I think it's it's one of the best romantic sub subplots of, for sure, the full moon universe. Yeah, definitely check this movie out, Doctor Mordred. It's it's like little over an hour. I think it's like an hour and ten minutes long. Oh wow! Okay. Yeah. So it's pre- it's a pretty short movie. They never did a sequel to it, which I'm kind of bummed about because I really liked this one, but. Uh, it's still alive in comic book form, which I will uh, segue to my last little bit here. I read a bunch of comic books. And one of them I talked about previously on the show was Dollman Kills the Full Moon Universe. Nice. Which is like the take on Deadpool Kills the Marvel Universe. Uh, mm-hmm. I picked up the last three issues of that, finished reading it. Dr. Mordred is like the... He's almost like the second hero in this run of six books. Like uh, Dollman goes to Dr. Mordred to seek some advice. Yeah, nice. this is just Dollman travels the full moon universe and starts killing off all the cool characters in it. <laughs> that's, that's exactly what it is. Uh, other books that I read, I read some one shots that are part of the. These came out like during COVID when they were going to do the deadly 10, one of them is like a prequel to blade, the iron cross. So it's just a one issue story, Sam, you'll get a kick out of this one. Uh, this one's sorority babes in the slime ball Bolarama. Nice. Which is technically a, it's technically a prequel to sorority babes too. Oh, really? It's a very loose prequel. <laughs> put, it that, put it that way. Um, and then last but not least, I, I, I read, uh, Ginger Dead Man meets Evil Bong. Nice. Which you know what to expect with that. <laughs> but I think that's it. I think that's that's my hour-long doobie doing that uh, of all the stuff that I watched. Oh, and one more thing. Sorry. I lied. I'm a liar. I picked up my copy of Todd. Oh, I don't have mine with me, but yes. Yeah. Why? Why would I buy this, Sam? Of course, we did an interview on it. We both dug the movie. It's such a good movie. But on top of that, you can see your boys in the special features. We're one of the interviews on this Blu-ray. We made it. We're on a Blu-ray. We're on a Blu-ray. And I couldn't be happier that it's this movie. Um, this was our first filmmaker. This was our first interview on. This Screams. was our first yeah. filmmaker interview on Screams, mm-hmm. and uh, yeah, it's immortalized on the Blu-ray. Yeah, Todd Tarantula is great. Friend of the show, Ansel Farage, he knocked it out of the park with that. Definitely check out the movie. 
Um, it's streaming, and if you like, if you like it, Buy pick it. up a copy of the Blu-ray because yeah. it's cool. It's really cool, and like it's the a other special Blu-ray, like the artwork yeah. on, I mean, on the front is already yeah. incredible. But on like indie indie horror or indie movies in general, usually the back of your Blu-ray is not. Usually they're not very good. Yeah. In terms of like what font they use and formatting and all that. This is yep. incredible. This looks great. Yeah. Like, and the special features on this, like ours, you know, ours included. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, no, it's great. Like it's jam packed with stuff. Um, it, yeah. It's really fun. It's really mm-hmm. fun. I, uh, I really enjoyed the release. I'm glad that we both nabbed a copy of it. Um, yeah. Check out Todd Tarantula. It Check rules. It and more on hopefully some more Blu-ray special features soon featuring us. We're hoping. We're hoping. We're not telling anyone yet, but we're hoping. I mean, I told Maria, but <laughs> Well, I, I I yeah, I told I told Kayla. <laughs> I couldn't hold it in. I was like, we might be. <laughs> yeah. So if that's not a tease, I don't know what is. It is. Uh you will find out in May. That's that's what we'll leave it at. Yeah. We'll find uh, out in May. Sam. <laughs> Yeah, we'll find out for sure in May. Uh, Sam, what about you? What have you been doobie doing since we last recorded? So, like I said, we watched Godzilla Minus One at the State, Lust Magic and the Witch's Sabbath, Founder's Day, Shaky Shivers, like all those. Yeah. Recommend them. Um, <laughs> I've been watching the Godzilla Pluto channel a lot, um, just kind of putting it on in the background and... Um, Sometimes I sit for a whole movie. Sometimes I don't. Um, I haven't logged a lot of them on Letterboxd just because sometimes I'm in and out. But one that caught my attention and made me sit down on the couch for the entirety was Invasion of the Astral Monster. Now, I haven't talked about this on the show, right? Because I'm getting deja vu. Or did I just excitedly talk to you guys about this? Is this the one where... I can't remember if you talked. I don't think you talked about it on the show. I think you talked about it before we, yeah, before we went to Godzilla minus one, I think you did. Yep. Yep. Because I had literally just watched it that afternoon. Um, So yeah, it's essentially King Ghidorah visits planet X and messes their stuff up and planet X are like, Oh no, we need to go get Godzilla and Rodan to help us fight this problem. And so they like, they essentially come down, they kidnap some uh, like astronauts. They ask them like, Hey, we need Godzilla and Rodan. If earth will, if earth will trade us, those two, we'll give you the cure for cancer. And you know, the earthlings are like, well, we'll have to think about it. And they, I mean, I would too. They leave. By the time they get back to their planet, all of a sudden these aliens from Planet X are kidnapping Godzilla and Rodan, and they kidnap the scientists too. It's really convoluted. And they bring them back, and they're still like, we'll give you the cure for cancer or whatever. Here it is. We're sorry that we kidnapped you a second time. And then they leave Godzilla and Rodan on Planet X, and it's really sad, and I started actually crying um, because I know it's just two guys in suits. But like the rockets going up and they're looking out the rocket window and Godzilla and Rodan are just like going like this on the ground. And I'm just like, what? And then an ad break hit. And I thought for a minute that the movie was over. And I'm like, that's how it ends. Like this is because it was like a fight. 
there's like a fight with them and King Ghidorah somewhere in there too. And so I thought like, oh, that was the big fight. Like I had no, you know, there are ads and I'm just getting back into Pluto TV. So it had been going for over an hour, but I was only halfway through the actual movie. (laughs) And so it was just like one of those like weird things. I thought it was over. Thankfully, after the ad break came back on, ending of that movie is awesome. It's bonkers. They're spaceships. They're controlling monsters. It's nuts. Um, highly and highly, highly love invade and recommend. There we go. There's the word. Highly recommend Invasion of Astro Monster. It's great. It's great. Don't think that it's over halfway through like I did. Um, keep don't, watching yeah, even after. Don't start <laughs> crying if if if. If you see Godzilla and and oh, oh Rodan, Rodan, left yeah, on a, left on a planet by themselves. It's not. It's over. still really sad. It's still really sad. You can cry, but just know that it gets better. So, <laughs> yeah, um, you can have the comfort in knowing that it, it gets better. <laughs> One movie that did not make me cry, but made me laugh so much. That James Cameron is just a—he's a knockout director. Um, he's, I a, watched, he's a laugh riot. Yeah. I watched his directorial debut, Piranha 2, The Spawning. And it is the best flying fish-eating people movie that you're ever going to see in your life. Um, This movie is batshit bananas. It's like they take Jaws and they make it into a resort. And then they make it about a group of fish that have mutated to grow wings so that they're apex predators, not just in the water, but on land and in the air too. In the air. Yeah. Um, and it's, <laughs> it's got some gnarly practical effects. It's so cheesy. It's so dumb. At one point, I think James Cameron actually disowned this movie, but now he's like kind of come back on it and he's been like, well, you know, it, it is what it is. I loved this one. It was so stupid. Um, the, like I like the I, I really love the the 1978 Piranha that this is a sequel to, um, but I will say that Piranha Two has a lot more entertainment value than that one does. Like that one's a little dry, you know. This one is as close to camp as it can be without really being camp. I don't know, maybe it is, but I, don't I yeah. I've ever seen the original Piranha. Oh really? I don't, th- I don't think so. No, it's I've watched like the two thousands, like, <laughs> the Alexandra one. And, yeah, yeah. Oh god, that one's so good too. I love the Piranha movies. Um, so yeah, I I really I, yeah I really dug Piranha too. Um, the spawning, the spawning. Um, That's a great title. Yeah, it's so great. Uh, it's it's crazy. It's a really good movie. Um, and it's not, but it's. <laughs> <laughs> You hear me say that a lot. Where does it rank in in terms of uh, James Cameron's sequels? Is it up there with like Terminator 2 and Aliens? (laughs) Um, No? I think it's as entertaining as those, but I don't think it's as good. Is it better than Avatar 2? I haven't seen Avatar 2 yet. Yeah, I, but I did hard. make a joke halfway through that because a lot of it's like underwater and James Cameron's just good at beautiful underwater photography. And he has been since his directorial debut because there are like some really gorgeous underwater shots in this. And I even looked at Maria at one point. I'm like, God, if we ever have kids, I'm going to tell them this was the way of water. <laughs> you know, 
Jimmy C. He's great. Uh, so yeah, Piranha 2 ruled. And then uh, my last one that wasn't a crossover. Um, I just today, in between adulting, I adulted so hard today. Yay. Yay Ooh. for adulting. Yeah. Yay for adulting. I got some stuff done. Um, I watched Revealer on Shudder, which is from either one or two years ago. Um, it's a very low budget movie out of Chicago, um, about a peep show dancer and a religious fanatic that gets stuck in a peep show booth together during the end of days. It's set in 1987 Chicago. Um, it's got some gnarly, like practical effects. They're like, it's a, it's got a little bit of slither in its DNA because there are like slug monsters that'll like get into your mouth. And it, it's like really gnarly in that there's a giant demonic presence that's trying to like find them to judge them. Um, and they end up like breaking out of this peep show booth into the underground, like bootlegging tunnels of Chicago. And it, it's, it's wild. It's definitely more. Like it's a character study a little bit more like it's, it's very much focused on these two women and they've known each other since high school and they've always kind of been at odds with each other. And now they're forced to work together. It's like, it's like a Lovecrafty and odd couple situation, you know? And uh, I don't know. I just, I really dug it. Um, the ending is really cool. I like it's cool to see these, these people start to like understand each other and work together to stop the forces of evil if they even can. And yeah, it's pretty great. Uh, I just, I dug it. I dug it a lot. It was just on shutter TV today on the slash X channel and it's not a slasher. So I don't know why it was on the slash X channel, but yeah. it was great. <laughs> I really hey, liked it. At it at least got you to watch it. Yeah. Yeah, it did. I like, I, we were we were just looking for something to watch and we threw shutter on and a movie was literally ending on the Slashix channel. So we just waited to see what comes on and Revealer came on and it hooked us for its 86 minutes. So, you know, it's it's a short watch, it's a fun watch, it's got some gnarly practical effects, great score, very synthy, and uh, you know, I'm a sucker for a good like blue, red, neon color palette. And this has that up the schnoz, so Really up liked Revealer. Yeah. Up the schnoz. Yeah. So, yeah, that's what I've been doobie doing. Cool. That's it, then. Let's let's get to our main topic, then, for let's, the episode. Let's tier rank a bunch of movies that probably won't even be in our top ten list next year. Yeah, I, <laughs> I should have I listened back, because I know we did it last year. I was trying I think to our, think. It was our first, I think it was our first episode we've ever done. Yeah, was, we talked about anticipated ones. Yes. And I'm wondering if any of them made our end of year list. We talked about the new Saw, I'm pretty sure. And we yeah. talked about Evil Dead Rise. Mm-hmm. And Scream. And Scream. But Scream didn't even make my top ten. So, only, only two. Only two from... Wait, did we talk about Thanksgiving with Eli uh... Ross? Or did we know that was coming? We might have. I don't know. I don't remember. Yeah. Oh, someone go back and listen right now. We're, we're, <laughs> we're doing this. Tell us. Tell us what movies we talked about. 
stop watching us live. Go back, listen to an old recording of movies no, you've no, already no, no, no. seen. <laughs> you pull you pull us up on YouTube and watch us live, and then you put an earbud in and listen on Spotify to our uh, first episode. Live. Yeah, multitask. 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 Right. Speaking of multitasking, I'm gonna I'm gonna try to run this tier ranker as we're we're going along. So how this works? If this is your first time watching a tier ranking list, go on the internet once in a while. They'll they'll teach you how to do it. But I'm gonna pull it up here. This is our most anticipated 2024 horror movies tier ranking. We have 20 movies, as you can see on the bottom of that tier ranking list. Sam, we have five tiers that we're gonna put these movies in. Uh, again, I couldn't settle for just like S tier and A tier. That's boring. Anyone can do that. So we had to come up with some fun, fun taglines to have at the top. So first of all, if the movie is like, oh my God, we cannot wait to watch this movie. How have we not seen it yet? That's going to go at the top. That's going to go in. Why haven't I seen this yet? Hell yeah. Right after that, we're going to go opening weekend. This is a movie. As soon as it drops on streaming or is in theaters we're going to be watching it opening weekend hell yeah under that under that wait till streaming this is one where that hey we'll eventually watch it but we can wait till it's streaming for free somewhere yep 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 uh the second to last here will is we'll watch eventually we're not going to rush out to watch it we'll watch it at some point maybe before the end of your episode next uh this this coming year but it's not like we're rushing to watch it Last but not least, eh, no thanks. Yeah, there are a few of these that I'm probably going to put in no thanks. Yeah, or that we'll be I nice. Would. And, we'll be nice. We'll be nice and say no thanks. Yeah, you know there are a few though. Like looking at this list, it's kind of funny. Like I feel like there are some that I'm very excited for, and then most of these I'm kind of just neutral on. You know what I mean? Yeah. But I I feel like that's just me. Like every year, like there are like three movies that I know are coming out in the year that I'm like, Oh, those are the three movies I'm excited for. And the rest is just kind of like if a trailer hits or something just grabs my attention about it, it might go up, but yeah, mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't know. So let's, let's, let's get into it. Get into it. Uh, like I said, we have 20 movies people as you are, as you're listening along, we have a couple people watching live. Please leave a, leave a comment in the comment section. Tell us where you would put that movie. Um, and we'll, we'll we'll take that into consideration as well. So let's go through the list of movies, and then we'll jump into the actual tier ranking. Yeah. So the 20 movies include Night Swim, which is in theaters right now, but neither of us have, have watched it. So we, we haven't hey, watched it. We, we can still include it. Uh, after that <laughs> Opening is <Ma-> weekend. <laughs> yeah, opening weekend. <laughs> Two weeks ago. Uh, Imaginary, which is like the new Blumhouse movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, Lisa Frankenstein, which is teen horror comedy, the new Ghostbusters, oh which my, is called. Where will Sam put that? <laughs> I didn't. Where? What is this new Ghostbusters called? I didn't put it in here. Um, it's like Frozen Empire or something. Frozen Empire, yeah, yeah. Uh, another one that has a title of Empire in it: Godzilla X Kong, the New Empire. The first, the first. <laughs> not moment. to be confused with the Frozen one. <laughs> no, not with the Frozen Empire or the Empire Strikes Back. This one's the New Empire. <laughs> Uh, the first omen, which is a 
a, a prequel to The Omen, I guess. I uh, Abigail, <laughs> which is the radio silence kind of under wraps horror movie that just got a, a poster reveal and trailer reveal this week. Uh, the Strangers Chapter One, which is our boy Rennie Harlan's take on The Strangers. The Quiet Place Day One, which again is a prequel to A Quiet Place. Beetlejuice 2, Terrifier 3, Smile 2, Nosferatu, which is Robert Egger's take on Nosferatu. We have Maxine, which is the conclusion of the X-Pearl trilogy. Shelby Oaks, which is Chris Stuckman's uh, featured uh, debut. Salem's Lot, which is, I, I assume, is assuming coming out this year. It was supposed to come out like seven years ago. but I think it's actually going to come out. I think they're going straight to a streaming service with it, but I think it is supposed to actually yeah. come out this year. Uh, Thread, an Insidious Tale, which is the Kumail Nanjiani Insidious spinoff, I guess. Uh, the Toxic Avenger remake, Witchboard remake, and uh, of course, Winnie the Pooh, Blood and Honey 2, Electric Bugaloo. We'll get to that one. All right, so let's start. We're going to just go left to right as people who are watching on YouTube or Facebook can see. Uh, we'll just start with those movies there. So first up, it's a movie that's in theaters right now, like we said, came out January 5th. This is Blumhouse, or not Blumhouse, uh, just Night Swim. I don't know who put this out. Who put this one out? Um, no, isn't it Blum? Maybe it's not. I don't know. I don't think so. I want to anyway, say, like, damn. yeah. Night, Night Swim. I'll look it up. I'll look up <laughs> so, who, who released this movie. I mean, honestly, if you would have asked me before this one came out, I would have said opening weekend, but, like, it's just been cold. <laughs> Yeah. And not great to go out to the theaters um, where we're at. I just, I don't like living in a freaking polar vortex, um, but here we are. So I have not seen this one yet, but everybody knows I have a big fear of water. I have a big fear. Like it's just in general, I did not even like swimming in the deep end of the pool at swimming lessons type of thing. So like this movie feels like it is tailor made to scare the hell out of me. Um, I'm really excited for it. At this point, though, I I don't have any like idea when I'm going to see it, and I think it's just gonna have to wait till streaming because I don't think it's setting the box office on fire. So it's probably gonna be out of theaters by the time it warms up enough for me to like finally leave my house. <laughs> I I shouldn't have second guessed us. It is it is a Blumhouse movie. Um, okay. Yeah, I'm I'm in the same boat as you. Everything that you said, I I am excited to watch this. I do think it looks pretty good. Uh, yeah. I think we watched this trailer in the theater together at one point. Um, yes, it's scary. I mean, I mean, you heard I made like a bunch of involuntary noises just yeah. watching the trailer. It it looks and terrifying. So I mean, I can't I can't put it any higher till than than wait till uh, streaming. Like, yeah, we just we just. I mean, I, I'm and I might still see it on the big screen. I just, it's not opening weekend, obviously. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but I, so, I honestly uh, do feel like that is almost more the weather than <laughs> than our excitement than, uh, for the actual movie. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. All right. So the night swim will go right in the middle. Wait till streaming. All right. Next up is Imaginary, which is another Blumhouse movie. It is about like a child's imaginary friend and there's a teddy bear on the cover yeah so there is a trailer i have watched it i have watched it and i don't even remember anything about it um (laughs) this just seems like hey let's let's kind of do some sort of trendy horror 
movie that has all the oh. classic the classic jump scares you would expect, especially from a Blumhouse movie. This looks no different. This for me is like the definition of I'll watch that eventually. Yeah, it's not a no thanks because it, I don't think it like looks awful or anything like that where i'm like yeah i need to skip that it's a i'll i'll watch eventually yeah i gotta i gotta be honest i i don't have a lot of i'm just looking at the uh the imdb page i just don't have a lot of faith that i'm gonna love this movie so it's definitely a way to streaming but more or less probably a will watch eventually because i like the premise of it I'm just not sure about the director. Who and who's directing this? Jeff Wadlow, who uh, has way more misses than hits for me. There are some Jeff Wadlow movies that I enjoy, um, but I just think his collaborations with Blumhouse have not been my thing. So, because he did that, not your thing. No, Truth or Dare. I did not like Fantasy Island. I saw that one opening weekend in the theater, though. <laughs> I, I've not seen any of his Blumhouse work. Uh, maybe oh, we need a movie do a, pass was a hell of a drug, dude. Maybe we need to <laughs> do a Jeff Jeff Wadlow triple feature Blumhouse triple feature. Um, maybe I'll be sick that episode. That's right. All right, let's move uh, imaginary <laughs> to to we'll watch eventually. Yeah, I'm always I'm always hoping to be surprised. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So all right, next up on here is. Uh, Oh, Imaginary comes out March 8th. I have uh, yes. some of these dates. Uh, Lisa Frankenstein comes out February 9th. Sam, Lisa Frankenstein, what are your thoughts on on uh, either... I can't remember. Is he, He's Zach, right? From Zach and Cody. Is he in this? Yeah. It's Dylan Sprouse. He's the, he's the monster. Oh, my God. I didn't know that. All I Okay, yeah. so this is another one where I, I think I watched the trailer once in the theater. And that's no, how he's I Cody. found out about Cody's this movie. The, he's Cody. He's the, the the smart one. He's not Zach. Sorry. Anyway. Okay. Okay. So I, I mean, you know, my love for Jennifer's body and just Diablo Cody as a screenwriter in general. Um, I just love her stuff. I don't think she's had a miss yet. And I love that she's returning to teen horror. I love that this is based on Frankenstein. I love that this stars Catherine Newton. I love that this is directed by Zelda Williams because that's so cool. Like I am, I am ready for this movie. That's for Rob, me. Robin Williams' daughter. Daughter, yep. right? Yeah. Yep. Uh, I, I, I'm so, I'm so freaking excited for this one. Uh, this one is almost. Uh, why haven't I watched this movie yet? Um, but I really like. I don't know. I don't. I want to. I want to save that for like a couple of very like special, special ones. Yeah. I. Do anticipate liking Lisa Frankenstein quite a bit, though. So it is an opening weekend watch for me. I'm very excited. Uh, everybody who listens to this show knows how much I love teen horror and Frankenstein spins. And this is literally both of them. So, yeah, digging it. Digging the digging the vibe of the trailer. I haven't watched it since. I'm kind of hoping to go into this opening weekend pretty fresh uh, without having seen anything from it within the last, like, month or so. So... Yeah. Yeah, I'll I'll put this in opening weekend as well. I'm not like this. It doesn't look like the the like the the freaky happy death day genre of teen horror movies, uh horror comedies. But it it has like a similar vibe, I guess. It just doesn't yeah. have like that elevated 
premise of like this but this as a horror movie uh yeah i mm-hmm. like the trailer a lot for this um it's dylan sprouse right yeah someone correct me let me know which what's which uh sprouse they're acting together again <laughs> they're acting together it's big daddy all over again <laughs> Uh, yeah, Lisa Frankenstein, I'm right there with you. I'll, I'll put it in uh, opening weekend. I think that's a, a great spot for it. Yeah, it just, I don't know. It looks great. It looks great. And it is, oh my Dylan. God, Cole. Great. It's Cole. Cole, oh my gosh. Okay. It is Cole. <gasps> Carla Gugino's in this? Oh my God. Have I'm you so not excited. watched the trailer yet? I did. Like, so I watched it in the theater and that's yeah. the only time I've seen it. And I can't remember what movie it was for. I haven't been this, to that many movies recently. Also, so. speaking of Big Daddy references, do you remember what uh, the 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 kid picks as his name? Yeah, he picks Frankenstein. Frankenstein. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it's so great. Big it's Daddy. It's so great. Prequel to Lisa Frankenstein. <laughs> All right. Next uh, up is Ghostbusters: Frozen Empire. Sam, I'm gonna go first. Uh, I. <laughs> I'm 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 really looking forward to this one. I I think the trailer's okay, but the thing that I'm looking forward to the most is what I wanted what I wanted Afterlife to be is that we're getting a brand new villain. We're not just going to retread cuz that's that's the thing I hated the most about Afterlife was that they just did a retread of the villains from the first Ghostbusters instead of doing something new and creative with that. This one at least is doing that. We're back in New York. We don't have to do like, oh my god, nostalgia trip. It's the original Ghostbusters. It's the Ecto One. Cheer at everything. It's like, no, these things exist. We already know they're there. Our characters that we're following already know that Ghostbusters exist. They already have the Ecto One. We don't have to do a bullshit grand entrance for all that. We can just tell a cool, new, interesting story. That's what I'm hoping this movie is. And do you think you're going to get that from the trailer? Because it looks like the same old yawn fest that the fucking... Uh. From the trailer? No, because the trailer is still doing the same thing of trying to sell this movie to people who love OG Ghostbusters. It's like, the movie aren't itself, they so I... reverent? Oh, the Ghostbusters. Yeah. The Ghostbusters. The... <laughs> yeah. Oh, God. I can't stand the tone of this trailer. I can't stand the tone of this reboot series. Ah, no, thank you. And that's the thing. (laughs) I don't think the tone of that first movie fits the tone of that first trailer of that movie of the, of the Ghostbusters afterlife. I think the movie is far more fun than that trailer. I disagree. If you, if you, it's not the third act, the third act is, is that trailer. Yes, I will say I was on board for about the first two thirds of this movie. And then the third act happens and it just loses all of its identity. All like everything that I loved about the first two thirds are just thrown out the window for this soulless rehash where they bring back a dead guy in CGI form. And I'm just like, no, this is not Ghostbusters. Oh, I don't like this franchise. I'm, I like the I like the Egon stuff for the record. I like the Egon stuff a lot. I think it's handled very, very well. I despised it, but I respect your differing opinion. I know this is not going to go in no thanks, but I genuinely like. I don't. 
I say Sam, this. You're going to be there watching that in the theater. I know this for a fact. I will watch it. I don't know if I'm going to go to this in the theater. I really did not like Afterlife in the third act. It really, like, it put a sour taste in my mouth. But I will put it opening weekend just because oh, you'll probably. Even, I wasn't even going to say opening weekend. I'm oh, putting okay. it in. I, I'm fine with wait till streaming. Okay. That just means, good. like, for me, yeah. like, second or third week it comes out, like. I'll watch Ghostbusters. Okay. Um, yeah, I'm good with that. Then it doesn't yeah. need to be an opening weekend, just because I know you, you're not going to be there opening. Weekend. This would honestly be down in like green or blue for me. Like, yeah. <laughs> I so, really ah. Uh... Ghostbusters: Frozen Empire. Wait, wait till streaming. I think that's a good spot for it. I just the first two movies are family comedies. Oh my god, just. Just go back to that. Oh, yeah. Uh, speaking Anyways. of family comedies, <laughs> uh, Godzilla X Kong, the new empire, the other one called the empire <laughs> comes out a week late, comes out a week later. I don't understand this release schedule. So Ghostbusters Frozen Empire comes out March 22nd. Godzilla X Kong. Uh, stupid. Just call it Godzilla. It's stupid title. Stupid, stupid title. Uh, Godzilla X Kong, The New Empire, March 29th, a week later. It means they're going to hook up. They're going to have little Godzilla Kong babies. I'm not they're kidding. They're going to have King Zillas floating around in this. <laughs> I, uh, this is going to make me sound like a hypocrite. I'm really excited for this movie, actually. Um, but I like Godzilla versus Kong. I like Kong Skull Island. I like, I like, I like all of the legendary monster verse movies. Um, they're just not. The human characters just aren't always there. That said, I always have fun with these. I really liked Wingard's take on the last one. Like I, I don't know. I thought Godzilla versus Kong was a lot of fun. This looks like it's kind of doubling down on that fun. And so I don't know. I'm excited for this one. How do you feel about this? I have you finally watched the trailer? <laughs> I still haven't watched the trailer. Okay, okay. <laughs> the Godzilla minus one of of everything of like, oh my god, I yeah. love that movie is is has made me very weary to watch America's take on Godzilla, where he's running next to King, King, <laughs> King Kong. Kong with the cybernetic arm. Yeah. Uh, <sighs> I mean, I'm gonna watch this in the theater. I've watched. The only one, the only one of the legendary movies I haven't watched in the theater is my favorite one is uh, Kong Skull Island. I didn't watch it in the theater. It's oh. easily my favorite of that series of movies. I don't, I don't hate or dislike any of the movies, but I haven't been like, oh my god, yes, to any of the legendary movies. Mm -hmm. And it's because the human characters are always awful, like grating yeah. on the screen of like, oh my god, get off the screen bring on the giant lizard and giant monkey already. I don't and even I, know if I find them grating as much as I just find them boring. Yes. I find them so yeah. boring that it becomes grating because I know there's a giant <laughs> lizard and a giant monkey ready to fight. Yeah. It's like they're in this world too. Yeah. Uh, I'm, I, I, I want to put this and wait till streaming. I'm going to watch it yeah. in the theater. I'm good with that. It might be opening weekend. I don't know. What do you think? Are you okay? I, I'm okay. I guess I I'm okay putting it in opening weekend because I am going to watch it opening weekend. The, I mean, I. Well, it's isn't it Easter weekend? 
Yeah, I probably will too. But <laughs> yeah, okay, yeah, I'm good put putting it, it in I'm, opening. I'm good with there. Like, it's still Godzilla versus Kong. <laughs> I'm still gonna watch it opening weekend. Yeah, I hope it's good. I hope it's good. That's 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 what I'm hoping. People are gonna unsubscribe from this podcast, dude. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's right. uh, next up, the first Omen. I know this also just got a, I believe, a trailer just dropped for this as well. This comes out April fifth. Yay! Sam, what are your what are your thoughts on the 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 first Omen? Okay, so I really like I like the Omen. Mm-hmm. I like the remake of the Omen, even though it's not nearly as good. I've never seen any of the sequels, and I hate when prequel movies do the first blah, blah, blah. Like, when they title it the first... I hate the first Purge, because that is a dumb title, because when I tell people, oh, have you seen the first Purge? They're like, no, I've only seen the sequels. I'm like, no, the first Purge is technically a sequel prequel. Like, it's such a confusing title, and I don't like it. Um... But that said, it's a horror movie that comes out my birthday weekend, so I'll probably watch it opening weekend because that's what I do for my birthday. So I don't know. Um, but I don't really care about this movie. Yeah, either. I haven't like <laughs> I haven't I, watched I haven't watched the trailer yet. Um, I haven't either. I've heard for a while that this was coming out. I'm not expecting. I'm not expecting like Exorcist Believer. No. Out of this movie. But I'm also not, not I'm not expecting anything out of this movie. Yeah. I don't know. For me, it's gonna be here's the thing with us. Like I feel like we watch we watch anything opening weekend. Like for me, like one of me and Kayla's favorite things to do is just go watch any horror movie that's in the theater. Yeah. Well, it's fun to see horror in the theaters. Yeah. Like, we might rank these lower, but we might still end up seeing them opening weekend. Yeah, exactly. Opening weekend is more just the tier of excitement that we have. Like, are we excited? Is this like one that, like, if it's on our calendars of like, yes, right. Yeah. I'm going to put, I'm going to put the first omen, if you're cool, with uh, wait till streaming. Yeah, I'm good with that. I'm good with that. Like, I don't know. I'm more excited for it than Imaginary, hence why I wouldn't put it in We'll Watch eventually, because I'll still watch this one in the theater. Mm-hmm. Heck, I'll probably oh, yeah. watch Imaginary in the theater, too, so I don't know what I'm talking about. All of these should probably just go on opening weekend, because we're going to watch them all anyway. <laughs> but in terms of tier ranking, yeah, I like middle tier for this one. Yeah, yeah. I right. I agree. Next up, uh, another April horror release. This is Abigail, which is the... It was under wraps until this week when the poster and trailer dropped. This is the Radio Silence, like, unannounced, secret, universal monster movie. It was rumored to be Dracula's daughter. It is not that. It is a new original idea. I still haven't watched a trailer for it. I didn't have time to watch it today. I mean, it kind of sounds a little bit like it could be Dracula's daughter, just drastically different. Just yeah, very different. Um, this goes in opening weekend f- for sure. Yeah, I love, easily. I love, I love this. Radio might even Silence. for me bump up to like the very top tier. If like I don't know, I yeah. Sorry, I I stepped over you. Radio no, silence. Good. Like 
I love radio silence. Like that's that's the reason I'm gonna watch this. I've heard people rave about the the trailer. I think it's I love vampire movies. The fact that we're getting more and more vampire movies back in theaters is a cool thing. Oh yeah. Having lots radio of silence. vampires on the on the docket this year, actually. Mm-hmm. And yeah. last year too. I mean, we had two universal mm-hmm. universal Dracula movies in the theater. This year we're getting a version of Dracula, and I guess this is a universal vampire movie as well. Yeah, Abigail, Radio Silence, opening weekend for sure. Yep, for sure. And we're getting the the Salem's Lot remake. Yeah. I Which hope. is also vampires. Well, yeah, we hope. <laughs> uh, all right, let's move on to our boy, Rennie Harlan's The Strangers Chapter 1, his first part of the Strangers trilogy. I don't know what's I don't know what the direction of this is going to be. Because technically, again, having won in the title, we, we already got that in like 2008. I don't know why we're still calling this one Strangers Chapter 1. Well, it's because to my knowledge, this is also like a trilogy. And I think he's yeah. actually filmed the whole trilogy already. Yeah, that's what I've I've heard. Isn't I don't it? know if we're yeah. getting all three this year or not, but I don't either. But them putting this one in May makes me think maybe we will get another one by the end of the year. It'd be cool I if kinda... they got if like every other month we got a new strangers movie. Yeah, like they do a Fear Street type of thing, mm-hmm. which maybe that's what they're thinking. So when I saw this, I kind of looked at it like, how excited am I for this trilogy as a whole? Which I know could very much change after the first one. See Exorcist Believer. Um, yeah. Or, <laughs> but, or uh, don't, because you won't get any of those sequels anyway. No, <laughs> not anymore. Um, we didn't put that in the news. Oh, well. Oh, well. It, oh, well. <laughs> there's we've already said our piece on that movie um no i i know this is crazy but to me like i i don't love the first strangers but i really appreciate it and i think it's very visceral and it's very like it's very good at what it does but it's not like there's one line that's the best part of that movie Yes, the the like the final line of the yeah it's, because you were home is the yeah. best part of that movie. The rest is an okay home invasion movie. Yeah, and it's like it's got some it's got some stylistic flourishes and everything. I love Pray at Night. I yeah. think Pray at Night just absolutely rules. I know this is not the same person. Like I know I know Rennie Harlan didn't do that one, but I'm just very excited. Rennie Harlan made one of my favorite shark movies deep blue sea um and he's just he's got a wild filmography i think he's a perfect person to take over this um i don't think he's a perfect person to take over this but he's one of the most interesting people you could give an entire strangers trilogy to because yeah as far as i know he has no connection to any of the two previous movies no (laughs) i don't think so and they're like hey hey guy who made Deep Blue Sea and Nightmare on Elm Street Four and what he made a uh, he make Cliffhanger oh, a, right? I think so. I think so. Is that the Stallone movie? I know he made a Stallone movie. Is that the movie he made? I know we're getting yelled at for not knowing our our yeah. Rennie. It's Cliffhanger. It's Cliffhanger. Cliffhanger. Oh, he made Driven too. I I I do believe. Yep, Driven. Yeah. Oh yeah. Um, so yeah, again, he has a wild filmography and he's not like a horror director. He makes. He's kind of a director for hire. 
Yeah. But to hear like if he was making one Strangers oh. movie, I'd be like, okay, that's kind of cool. He's making a trilogy. I think that's super interesting. Where are we putting the where are we putting Strangers Chapter One, Sam? I'm thinking opening weekend. See, I was going top tier with this. I'm really oh, why haven't I seen this yet? I'm I so can't, excited. I can't. I can't. It's fine. We can do opening weekend because yeah. I know I'm insane, but I'm just so curious as to what his trilogy for this franchise is going to be. Like the curiosity is what gets me. Also, he did the covenant in 2006. I fucking love that movie. Um, yeah. yeah. The covenant rules. Rennie Harlan. Rennie Harlan. Uh, the first strangers chapter one, May 17th. All right. Next up we got, again, we, all these ones are, are this year. A Quiet Place, day one, June 28th. Uh, Sam, okay. where are we putting A Quiet Place, day one at? Have you seen part two yet? I have. Okay. So here's the like thing. It. And you watched it at home, correct? Yeah. Here's, here's the thing. I feel this way about both The Quiet Place movies. I loved both of them in the theaters like wow this would be in my top five horror movies of the year leaving the theater leaving Mm -hmm. that experience even the second one even though it wasn't quite as fresh i felt like it did enough different things it had killian murphy in it which is always like bumps it up a little bit for me um on rewatches at home I do not engage with these movies at all. I think it's a completely different experience. So to me, I, uh, I'm i not like chomping at the bit for A Quiet Place Day One, but I'm also like, if I don't see this in theaters, I don't know if I will watch it. Interesting. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. Like, I, um, like, I, I want to see this in the theater with a good crowd because that's the optimal way to see it. But if I, if I missed that and I'm like, and it's like, Oh, it hits paramount on streaming like weeks later, I probably won't throw it on. I don't, I I don't know. Those movies to me just don't translate to home viewing very well. Yeah. And I think that's a problem of the actual movie. You should be able to watch it no matter the setting. I agree. Uh, for this one, this John Krasinski is not directing. It is Michael uh, Sarnowski who did Pig with Nicolas Cage. Which oh, was incredible. He's a good the, director. The cast for this movie is incredible. Dejamon Hanzu, uh, Joseph Quinn, Alex Wolf, Dennis O'Hare, uh, Lupita Nyong'o. Like, that's oh my a, God, that's yeah. a stacked cast for this movie. That The cast and the director makes me super excited for this. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Maybe it should but, go opening weekend. I didn't even know that. I didn't know that that was, it I was the pig guy. I didn't know. Yeah, but I, I didn't know Lupita was in this. What? I can't put it in opening weekend though, because I don't know. I didn't hate a quiet place too, but it just did absolutely nothing for me. That's fair. Where it well, almost like soured the name a quiet place for me in terms of wanting more of those movies. I still like the first one quite a bit. I'm, let's go with wait to streaming streaming. because we we've already expressed that like wait to streaming is just the name of it that just means we're gonna see it we're just not gonna see it opening weekend yeah 
So I think that's okay. I think that's a perfect, because I don't think I even saw A Quiet Place 2 opening weekend. I think I saw it a few weeks in, and it was still a great experience in the theater. So it's just one of those that, like I said, I just don't think they translate well to at-home viewing, mm-hmm. which is a problem with them. I don't know. Mm-hmm. All right, know. next up, I'm I'm very curious where you, where you want this movie. This is Tim Burton's <laughs> much-anticipated sequel, Beetlejuice 2, which... Comes out in theaters. I can't believe we're saying this. September 6th, 2024. This year, we're in the same year of Beetlejuice 2 happening. Michael Keaton's back. Winona Ryder. Jenna Ortega, I guess, joins the cast this time around. Sam, where are we putting Beetlejuice 2? I still don't believe this movie is happening. I have no idea where to put it because I don't I still feel I'm like not, we're shooting a Super Bowl commercial. Like, I don't I'm feel like not, we're actually shooting Beetlejuice 2. Yeah, I just, I don't feel like, I, I I am not going to believe that this movie is real until I am sitting in a seat watching it. Are you that sitting said, in a seat watching it opening weekend? Yes. <laughs> Absolutely, yeah. If if it's on the theater marquee, I'm going. <laughs> then watch, it'll be a Beetlejuice 2 commercial that plays bef- for like Coca-Cola before the actual movie. Is this Tim Burton's first sequel since Batman Returns that he's directed? I think so. Right? I think so. Yeah. Yeah. Because he didn't do the Alice in Wonderland sequel, correct? He did not. No. That was... Yeah. Oh, I can't remember. It was like the guy who did the Muppets. The the Jason okay. Siegel one. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, again, both of us, it's going to be, I don't even want to watch a trailer for this movie. No, I won't watch I anything still will for think, it. I still will think, okay, that's just a commercial for, like, toilet paper or something. Yeah. Because it's I, not, I, I think have I to even be saw, in the like, theater. Yeah, I even think I saw a set photo. I'm like, that doesn't yeah. prove shit. <laughs> it means they're shooting a, a car commercial for next Super Bowl. I saw set photos for a Fantastic Four movie that I never got. Release the trank cut. <laughs> Sam, you got the trank cut. That's all he shot. <laughs> oh, I know. I oh god, that movie. Anyways. Uh, Smile <laughs> 2, October 18th. Where are okay. we putting Smile 2? We skipped one, right? What we... No. Oh no, wait. Okay. We just it was We're out of order from right our notes. Screen. That's right. That's right. Okay. So Smile 2. I love the first smile. I will never watch the first smile again. It was extremely traumatizing and it messed me up for about a week. That said, they just announced that Kyle Gallner is returning for smile two and no spoilers for how smile one ends, but I am very curious to see where they take his character. Well, in the spoil it. Everyone's seen, everyone has seen smile. He died, yeah. right? No, no, no. He watched Sosie Bacon die. Hmm. Like, remember, she thought thought she fought it, and then he goes in, and you literally, like, you see her dumping, like, the gas on herself, and you watch her go up in the reflection in Kyle Gallner's eye as it starts to water up, and it's like, oh, no, he has the smile now. I didn't care for Smile (laughs) as much as everyone else did. I didn't didn't like the ending of that movie. It's a dark ending. It's a a mean, I think it's maybe too mean. Uh, Yeah, I... Where do you want to put this? I'm going to leave this one up to you. I don't. This I'll is event- one that like. I'll eventually I, watch it. That's where I would put it. Yeah. I'd say, I'd say but, wait to streaming because like, it's probably not one that I'm going to go out and see opening weekend, 
but I do kind of want to see it in the theater because I saw the first one in the theater. And like I said, it really affected me. Um, that said, I'm also going to like line up at least two therapy sessions in the week after watching smile too, because like I said, God damn, I was not the same person for about a week after watching that movie. It was crazy. Um, yeah. Yeah. All right. So we'll put smile two in a wait till streaming right in the middle. All right. I'm curious if we're going to get our first, why haven't I seen this yet? This comes out October 25th, terrifier three. I, I, I would put it in. Why haven't I seen this yet? See, I'm kind of opening weekend on it. And that's because like, I don't, I still don't, I still don't love the first one. I love the second one, but like this franchise is 50, 50 for me. (laughs) I, I can't, I can't compare the two anymore. Yeah, that's fair. The first one was to no no fanfare. Let's make a creepy clown movie with a guy who's really good at special effects and can do some really gnarly kills. Yeah. Part two comes out again, still low, low budget, but like explodes and is like the, the horror film of 20. What was it? 2022. Yeah. And people just went gonzo for it. The they're at every convention. Art the Clown has become like an instant horror icon because of that movie. This third yeah. one set on Christmas. We're bringing back the, the cast. We're finishing up the story. It's like Cody Rhodes. We're finishing the story with Terrifier 3. What do you think? Yeah, I, again, I think. Let's, and why haven't I seen this yet? Let's go top tier. Let's go top tier for it because it'll be my first Terrifier movie that I see in theaters because even when Terrifier 2 got re-released, I got sick the week it got re-released. So I was not able to go and it was terrible. (laughs) So yeah, no, let's do this because Terrifier 3, I've been staring at the teaser poster that you graciously picked me up when you went and saw the re-release of Mm -hmm. Terrifier 2. Um, I loved the little teaser trailer. Um, I love that it got the internet all up in arms because it implies that art kills a small child (laughs) and everybody's like, you can't do that. And I'm like, um, did you watch horror in the year 2023? Because like everybody killed kids in 2023. You never watched a terrifier movie. (laughs) Like he's done. (laughs) Oh yeah. 100%. So yeah. Terrifier three looks like it rules. I'm excited. Um, I'm excited to see Art the Clown back, but even more so, I am very excited that they're bringing um, Lauren Levera back as Sienna Shaw. I just think she's an incredible final girl. So, All right. Next up, we have Robert Eggers' Nosferatu, starring Bill Skarsgård, uh, Lily Rose Depp, Willem Dafoe. Is this going to be our second one in the we top We got another... Yeah, it's another. It's got to be like, it's just incredible. Yeah, exactly. I, I, it's a match made in heaven. I, I love his, I love his approach to just making his movies as time specific as possible. Like I still haven't seen the lighthouse yet. I know I need to, um, maybe we should do an Eggers episode because like, I, you haven't seen the Northman yet, right? Yeah, we should, because I have not seen the Northman. So yeah, I've, I've heard, so we, we, I think we should do all of his movies. Maybe we'll do like yeah. two different episodes. We'll do the first two and then North and then we'll and do two or something. Yeah. Um, but the first movie me and Kayla ever went on a date to was the witch. Oh yeah. 
And Nate, we have not watched it since then because both of us were very like, yeah, eh. It's a vibe I, more than anything, for sure. Yeah, and I think yeah. I just need to rewatch it because I love The Lighthouse. Like, that was one of my top three favorite movies the year it came out. Mm-hmm. But I remember right after The Witch dropped, it was like, this guy's going to do Nosferatu. Yeah. Like, that's how far back it was. That was supposed to be his next movie. He had then the It's been in development movie. forever. And The Northman after. Yeah. This looks awesome. Perfect casting. A Skarsgård as Nosferatu. Willem Dafoe as a crazed vampire hunter. How can you get any better than this? Yeah. It's going to be rad. All right, next up then, uh, I think that's... So that one has a rumored release date of December 25th, a Christmas release. Oh my God, I... Yeah, I hope so. The the next, I don't know, five or six or so that we have left have no release date yet, but are expected to come out in 2024. First Mm -hmm. up is Maxine, Ty West, Trilogy Capper. Why haven't I seen this yet? Yeah. I, uh, so the, obviously like elephant in the room. Yes. <laughs> Mia Goth is getting, getting sued for kicking an extra on the set of this movie. He probably um, deserved it. <laughs> I, you know, I, if, if she did not hold her accountable, do all of that. I, I don't know, but that aside, put it in the movie, my excitement, way. my excitement of the, this has not dwindled in the slightest. I, I love X. It was my favorite horror movie of 2022. Pearl was up there. Um, I didn't like it as much as X, but I really loved the character study. And Maxine is an 80s slasher. Like, how am I not going to like Ty West just can do no wrong. Mm -hmm. I really I don't feel like there is a single Ty West movie that I haven't enjoyed on some level. Um, I haven't seen Cabin Fever 2. Going to keep it that way. Anyways. Um, it's not his worst. Oh, really? What's his worst? Are you serious? The Innkeepers? Yeah. <laughs> no, not at all, dude. That movie. Ah, oh, we did a whole. We episode. did a whole episode yeah, on it. We did a whole you know episode I don't on like it. it. Yeah. I I know, but goddamn it, that movie's so good. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, I Maxine. You, 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 I, I'm just stoked. You and I flip flop on Pearl and X. Uh, I love yeah. Pearl. Pearl was one of my favorite horror movies of last year. I liked X a lot. I especially like the vibe of that movie of like a seventies grindhouse slasher yeah. movie. Uh, Pearl had this like technicolor musical, like thirties forties. Yeah. Vibe to it. That was also a, a slasher movie. This one's going to have that like gross eighties vibe. Like I hope it feels like a Fulci or Hennenlotter movie. That's yeah. What I'm, that's what I'm, I'm wanting out of it. I think that's what we're going to get. Yeah. This, this goes obviously in why haven't I seen this yet? Yep. All right, next up is uh, Shelby Oaks, which is Chris Stuckman's feature directorial debut. Uh, Chris Stuckman, who's a very famous YouTube uh, movie critic. Uh, Sam, where what, what are your thoughts on Shelby Oaks? Um, and what are your thoughts on Chris Stuckman, I guess? We haven't talked about Stuckman on this show ever. Yeah, you know, like, I, I, I'm a YouTube kid. Like, I grew up in the boon of like, you know, YouTube reviewers like Jeremy Johns and Chris Stuckman. And like Stuckman was always my favorite. Yeah. And recently, like he hasn't been doing as much as far as like reviewing goes. 
unless he likes a movie. Yeah, because yeah, he's been making this. And what I what I like about his channel is like, especially now, he doesn't review movies unless he liked them and he has something positive to say about them. And if yeah. he doesn't, he just doesn't review them. And it's because it's more he's of like, like a, a movie recommendation channel than a movie yeah. review channel. Yeah. And it just makes me happy because like all of my favorite Stuckman reviews are the are, are the ones where he genuinely loves the movie because he just comes alive in those. And I, I just, he's so smart and he's been doing this for so many years and he just, he knows how movies and filmmaking work to a point where like, I have so much faith that he's going to knock this out of the park. Um, he knows what works and what doesn't, especially in horror. He's a big horror fan. And uh, yeah, I'm just, I don't know anything about this movie and I'm so excited to watch it. So I think for me, this is like probably an opening weekend just because I don't know enough about it to be like, Oh man, why haven't I seen this yet? But I'm also like, Stuckman is so cool that I'm just like, yeah, I'm going to go see whatever he has. So I assume you're a big Stuckman fan too, correct? Yeah. Again, like in when I was really getting into movies, like 2013, 2014 was kind of like the height of the YouTube movie review yeah. space. Cause you had like Stuckman and Jeremy Johns and Schmozno and screen junkies and mm -hmm. Collider and, all those were, were doing their thing. Um, but Stuckman was always my favorite because I felt like our tastes always aligned. And if he recommended something of like, hey, go watch this opening weekend, I was like, yeah, I need to go watch this opening weekend. Mm -hmm. And yeah, like you said, to see his journey kind of over the last 10 years of watching him on YouTube and now he gets to he gets to make his own feature film. And it's a horror film because he is a horror mm -hmm. super fan i think that's so cool yeah i'm gonna be there opening weekend i was hoping we were gonna get this last year yeah. which is where i would lean towards why haven't i seen this yet but i have to put it in opening weekend one because i i wonder if we're even gonna get that like if they are gonna do a theatrical release for this i wonder if we're gonna get it in sioux falls i don't know if we will mm -hmm. I would well love that's to. the other thing too some of these might end up going to streaming and if that's the case opening weekend whatever you know i mean yeah we're still yeah. gonna be watching it as soon as it drops yeah shelby yep. oaks opening weekend for sure yep all right next up what's i can't even read oh this is the salem's lot yeah um, um oh for me this is opening weekend and it's because i'm a king head and it's because salem's lot is one of my favorite king books it's probably top three I, uh, I carried a crucifix around in my backpack for like three months after reading this book. Um, and I love the seventies, like mini series that they now just release yep. as like a movie. It's so good. Um, there are so many iconic images in that. And Gary Dauberman is just a, he's so good at putting together horror visuals. Annabelle comes home. It gives me so much, it gives me so much excitement to see what he's going to do with this property because I think he's going to nail the Gothic horror aspect. And I think he's going to nail the creepy visuals. Um, I mean, this is a guy who we have to thank for a lot of the conjuring universe. So I'm just, I'm excited to see what he does with this. I think it's a good match. Um, I was really bummed when this was pulled off the release schedule last year. So yeah. this to me 
is either pulled off like the release schedule for 2022. Yeah, it might have been honestly. Like it's been a while, and I just I don't know. I don't. I I've just been waiting for this movie for a long time. I really like Gary Dauberman. Um, so this to me is like one of the top two tiers. How are you feeling about this one? If you would have asked me this like a year ago, and if we were going to do a 2023 one, I would put it in that opening weekend. Okay. Because of, I love, I love the, the seventies Salem's lot. I think Mm -hmm. Gary Dauberman is kind of the perfect person to take this on because like you said, he's so great at like the horror visuals, especially ones that have this almost like Gothic vibe to them, which Salem's lot uh, has. But the fact that it just keeps getting pushed back makes me uh, makes me worried and maybe I shouldn't be because maybe it's just a stupid Warner Brothers thing because I think it's, it's a War- stupid Warner Brothers thing. I think so too. But maybe Look at Trick or Treat, dude. Look at Trick or Treat. Yeah. Or yeah. you're next. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> Not mm. trying to sway you one way or the other. I'm just saying sometimes Sometimes in for term- some reason they kick a can down the road that's like, no, there's pure gold in this can. You in know? terms of my anticipation, though, I it's not up there with anything in opening weekend. It's more that's for fair. me in line with what's wait till streaming. Well, let's put it in wait till streaming then. Because I okay, so I have a feeling too that this one's gonna end up just going to max. I really do. Yeah, and that's what I've heard, but then I, I've heard flip-flops where they're like, no, it's going to go to theaters, Yeah, or it might do day and date. It's, I don't, again, it still doesn't have an actual release date. Yeah, I just, I don't know. I'm very excited for this one, but yeah. with with the uncertainty around the release date, it is hard to be like, oh, I'm going to see that opening weekend, because like, what even is going to be opening weekend? Is it going to be, oh, yeah. I'm making a trip to the theater? Is it going to be, oh, I can sit on my couch and press play? Like, no one knows at this point. So what I'm saying is Warner Brothers, get your shit together. Come on, Zasloff. <laughs> All right. I know he listens to this. Uh, yeah, he does. He's a big fan of the show. We're not a big, a big fan of him, though. He's a big fan of One uh, One Bill Phil, which we are too, but uh, I'm not a fan <laughs> of him, uh, of, of Zasloff. I'm a fan of One Bill Phil. He's cool. Yeah. Uh, next up, Witchboard, which is the remake Chuck Russell is directing. Chuck Russell. Chuck Russell, you know him from uh, the Blob remake from Nightmare on Elm Street 3. And The Mask with Jim Carrey. Oh, yeah, he did do The Mask. That's right. Yeah, just three three Stone Cold classics. They are. Uh, I love I love Chuck Russell. I know like his later stuff wasn't quite as good. but And I'm not even a big fan of Witchboard. But I don't I am think pretty, I've ever seen it. I watched it on Joe Bob. It's, it's a... It's Maybe a pretty that, boring movie. Is that it's the a pretty one I boring watched? movie. You might have watched it. It's it's very unmemorable. It wouldn't surprise me if you watched it and then just forgot you watched it. Because um, there's there's another one that Joe Bob did about. I don't think it was that one. Maybe, oh yeah, I did watch this. Yeah, I gave it one. <laughs> I gave, it one gave it one star. Not I was about fan. to say. I think I probably gave it two or two and a half somewhere around there. Um, yeah. So like, I'm not a huge fan of Witchboard, but I'm also like Chuck Russell's returning to horror. Um, so to you me, three, you gave it three stars, Sam. Did I? It's yeah. probably the Joe Bob bump. Yeah. 
<laughs> whenever I watch something on the last drive and I'm like, well, the movie wasn't good, but like Joe Bob's presentation was great. So it always bumps it up like a star. See, see, I have a Joe Bob bump too. That shows you how unmemorable this movie was. <laughs> I gave it one star. That's fair. That's absolutely fair. Yeah. Okay. So um, I love Chuck. I love Chuck Russell. I love those films that we mentioned before. I, this is I probably, we, even with my yeah. love of Chuck Russell, this is probably a, I will watch this eventually. Okay. I was going to put in wait till stream, but I'm okay with we'll, we'll watch eventually. I mean, Just it's we don't going know anything to, about it. We, well, like, Madison no Eisen is going to be in it. Yeah, there is. Is there there's a trailer? What? It no, doesn't look very good though. There is. What? There's a full trailer for Witchboard. Yeah. Oh my God. There is. Why is yeah. there not an actual poster then? I don't know. But yeah. Madison Eisman's in it. <laughs> That's what I mean when I say I will watch this eventually. But like. I don't know who that is. Oh, she was in. Like Annabelle she was Comes in the. Home. Yeah. Annabelle Comes Home. Goosebumps 2. Um, the I Know What You Did Last Summer series for Amazon that was unjustly canceled after okay. one season. Still sting is about that a little bit. Although I think pretty soon we're going to get another uh, Pretty Little Liars original Sin series, which was kind of the same sleazy teen slasher that I Know What You Did Last Summer was. But Max is at least giving that one a second season, so I don't know. Yeah, so Witchboard is like, I'll watch this eventually, but okay, it's it's not like it's not like I'm chomping at the bit. I just love Chuck Russell, and I'm excited to see him back in horror, so. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, we'll both watch it eventually. That's for sure. Oh yeah. Uh, next up, Winnie the Pooh, Blood and Honey two. No thanks. Oops, oops. I'm trying <laughs> to. I'm trying to just. There we go. There we go. Didn't watch the first um, one. Won't watch this one. I don't care. <laughs> that's that's honestly just that's the only thought I have. Yeah, I watched again. I watched the first one. Talked about it on the show. Uh. Yeah. I don't I don't need to watch this one. No. As much I, as curi- curiosity got the best of me watching the first one, if it's more of the same here on the second one, no thanks. I'm good. Yeah. Yeah. Just can a Winnie can, I don't know. can a Winnie the Pooh slasher movie work? I think so. Is Winnie the Pooh Blood and Honey that movie? Hell no. <laughs> Even with I think Tigger is supposed to be in this one. They're just well, yeah, because he's in the public a, domain now. Yeah, they're just gonna give someone a tiger mask. Yeah, no thanks. Eh. All right, thread an insidious tale, awful title. Yeah, what does that excited. even mean? It's. I like the what thread is, part. Just because that in, an insidious tale is dumb. Yeah, yeah. It, it's it's like this. Uh, it's like the Rogue One, a Star Wars story. Yeah, like, or like no, Hobbs and Shaw, it... a Fast and Furious movie or whatever. Yeah. Yeah, awful. Stop doing that. People are not yeah. that dumb. They can figure out that it's related to the rest of the series. Yep. Yep. Um, There hasn't been like a trailer or anything announced for this, right? No, nothing, nothing, nothing yet. Uh, who's who's Kumail directing? Nan- Kumail Nanjiani stars. Mandy Moore is also in this. Uh, Jeremy Slater is uh writing directing uh, okay he, he wrote a movie we talked about earlier josh trank's fantastic four. Oh, okay okay 
I mean, my problem with that movie wasn't the script. It was clearly no. reshoots. So I'm, I'm, I'm invested. That's cool. That's cool. He wrote, he wrote the exorcist, the, the Fox TV show. He was a writer on that. Oh, I've Moon, heard that's pretty good. Actually. Moon Knight, umbrella Academy. So like, he's done a lot of, like, okay. Well-regarded TV things. Well-regarded TV shows. Yeah. Okay. That's cool. Like insidious is not like totally my franchise. I really like the red door and I like the first two. I mean, I like all of them to a degree. It's just not like, ah, new insidious. Yay. You know, like, I don't know, Sam. You I know, know because you, you love these movies. So where would you put this? I'll just defer to you on this one. I mean, I'm not going to put this in like the, why haven't I seen this yet? Yeah. If it was like Insidious 6 and it's a sequel to The Red Door, yeah, it's going up in that tier for me. <laughs> if it has two ghost songs, then it's definitely up there. Then it goes S tier for sure. <laughs> One uh, featuring Patrick Wilson and the other featuring Rose Byrne. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, and then they'll, they'll make another third one and Lynn Shea will get a, get a verse and a ghost song. <laughs> yeah. All right, Thread. Uh, I... I, I Opening weekend is where I would put it. Yeah, I think that's fine. Um, knowing you, uh, you'll probably take take me out to this one. You know, you'll be like, yeah. "Hey, come see this," so we can talk about it on the pod. And I'll be like, "Okay." And then we'll talk about every single Insidious movie on the pod again. Oh God! Just kidding. I'm not going to watch the whole series again. <laughs> Just All right, we're at the last one, number twenty, the twentieth. Uh, film we are talking about here and our most anticipated for 2024 it's an s here it's the yeah. toxic avenger remake yeah i it, this is like this might be i the mean top, is this the top i think this is like the tippy top of why haven't i seen this yet looking at all these like yeah it might be it might be i i mean we were Especially we were at supercon Especially because what? people have seen this already. Yeah, and it, it's been ridiculously high praise for it. Um, I still haven't heard a bad thing about it, honestly. Or at least, even if something, even if I've heard a bad thing about it, it has not made sense to me as a bad thing. It's been like, wait, why is that a bad thing? Yeah. <laughs> so I, I'm just like, I'm super pumped for this. Uh, this the trailer for this dropped when we were prepping for Supercon. We were prepping our movie room, mm -hmm. and we dropped everything just to watch this on the big screen at Supercon. Yeah, <laughs> and it was worth it. Like we still haven't seen Peter Dinklage's uh, Dinklage's Toxic Avenger, which I'm really excited about. Um, I hope this is the only trailer they release for it. I really do. I don't think it will be. I think we will have images of him before yeah. this movie comes out, but I don't want to see it. I want to be surprised in the movie. So again, if I, I can, know where, I'm going to avoid it. <laughs> I want to know where this is going to end up because again, it played in, I think it was that fantastic fest in like October. Yeah, I think so. And so this has been, we're going on four months now that people have seen this movie the trailer dropped again, like we said, that first week of last week of September, first week of October. Yep. So it's been out for a while, and we haven't seen anything on it since then, though. Yeah, it seems I'm weird. What, 
what's going on with the release for this? Because again, I think the fanfare is there of why haven't I seen this yet? It could be that they're working on a bigger deal to get this wider distribution. Yeah, because this that's is the legendary. Case, if that's the case, I'm okay waiting on it. But also, if it ends up streaming on Shutter or Screenbox or whatever exclusively, I'm okay with that too. But I don't it, think it if will. It's a, if it's a fact of we're waiting for the bigger, wide release of this movie, I think I'm I'm okay waiting until. You know what I bet they're waiting later. for. I bet they're banking on the Godzilla X Kong because both Legendary did both Godzilla X Kong and Toxic Avenger. I would almost guarantee you we'll get a full trailer um, attached to Godzilla X Kong. Maybe we might. I mean, I don't think there's a crossover and fan base for that though. You don't. Besides, besides us weirdos. No, besides like, like it, monster. Ki- I mean, like monster kids. Yeah, but you're gonna take you know? like your kids to Godzilla versus Kong. You're not gonna. Yeah, take that's kids fair. To watch Toxic Avenger. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. They sell, they're selling toys of Godzilla and Kong. In Walmart, the, they should sell toxic. They should sell Toxie in Walmart. They should oh, sell Toxie. They in technically Walmart. do, but not in the the like toy section. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm I'm really excited for this. That I'm not gonna lie. This is much more top heavy than I expected this list to be going into this. Because I look at these and I'm kind of like, yeah. I mean, I'm I'm excited for some of these, but then like yeah. logically, I just know I'm gonna see most of these because they're horror, and that's the stuff we love. You know. Mm-hmm. Like right, even the stuff that's on, we'll watch this eventually. It's like, yeah, I'm still kind of excited to see it. Let's uh, I'm gonna zoom this in a little. There we go. Yeah. So that's our that's our list then for our tier ranking of 2024 horror movies we are most anticipating. At the tippy top, why haven't I seen this yet? The S tier: Toxic Avenger, Maxine, Nosferatu, and Terrifier Three. No qualms there. That's perfect. No. Nope. Opening weekend movies we will see as soon as they drop on in theaters or on streaming. Opening weekend, Lisa Frankenstein, Godzilla versus Kong, uh, The New Empire, Abigail, Strangers Part 1, Beetlejuice 2, Shelby Oaks, and Thread, and Insidious Tale. Wait till streaming, mid-tier, Night Swim, Ghostbusters, Frozen Empire, The First Omen, A Quiet Place, Day 1, Smile 2, and Salem's Lot. Yeah. Uh, in the fourth tier, we'll watch eventually Imaginary and Witchboard movies. We will watch at some point on streaming, and then No Thanks one and only the lonely Winnie the Pooh, Blood and Honey two. Yeah. All right. That's, That's our it. tier. That's it. That's our tier ranking. Please, people out there listening, please let us know where you would rank some of these. What is your most anticipated horror movie of 2024? Is it something that we had in our tippy top S tier? Is it, you know, are you excited for something that we had in our lower tier? Why, why, why should we have it higher? Will any of these movies make our top 10 list? I think we need to, we need to play this game at this time next year when we do our top 10 list to see if any of these movies actually made it into our uh, top 10 at the end of the year. And tell us, should we have braved negative 40 degree temperatures to uh, go see Night Swim opening weekend? Yeah, maybe we should have. (laughs) Maybe we should have. All right, Sam. Well, we're going to wrap things up here. Uh, Tell the people if they want to give a comment and let us know what what we're doing right, what we're doing wrong in our anticipation of 2024, where can they do that? 
you can do that on any of our social media platforms, which we are active on all of them now. We are on TikTok, especially. Like we've been really pushing out some stuff there. It's been fun. Uh, we are on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. You just search Screams from the Basement. Um, and you can also email us at screamsfromthebasementpod at gmail.com. You might get read on the show. We might like, I don't know, talk about you. Talk some trash. Yeah, mostly trash. <laughs> yeah, mostly trash. No, we're just kidding. If you're nice, we'll be nice back. If you're not, we'll be not back. That's pretty succinct, right? Yeah, yeah sure. <laughs> Man, where can they where can they subscribe to this podcast? You can subscribe to this podcast. You can subscribe to us on YouTube if you like the visual component that goes with the show. Um, otherwise, if you just like it in your podcast feed, you can subscribe to us on Apple, Spotify, or Google Podcasts. We're on all of them. Uh, yeah. Casey, if yes. they want to support the show in other ways, what can they do? Hey, there's a couple ways you can do that. We just dropped some new merch on our merch store on tpublic.com. Just simply search Screens from the Basement or find us on our social media channels and click that little link and you'll be uh, taken directly to our Public store. Sam just dropped an awesome now screaming little art piece that he did of Sam and I as zombies wearing some of our favorite horror merch. You might catch some Easter eggs from from movies we've talked about on this show or yeah. some of our own fandoms. It's an awesome design. Go check it out. Go support Thanks, the man. show by, uh, by buying a t-shirt. I still got to get mine. Yeah. I know there's another sale coming up in January. So stay tuned on our socials for that to hit up uh, another sale where you can get some $16 t-shirts. Heck yeah. Uh, another thing you can do to support the show besides like following uh, us on all of our social channels subscribing on the podcast feed you can go to shop.fangoria.com slash screams from the basement that's shop.fangoria.com slash screams from the basement you can use discount code screams from the basement to get 20 percent off your order but please if you do use that discount code use our affiliate link which is the shop.fangoria.com slash screams from the basement because that helps out the show we get a little kickback on our end plus you guys get a kickback on your end using that discount code screams from the basement 20 percent off and that goes to everything on the fangoria website you can get your annual subscription to the magazine you can get t-shirts hats water bottles trading cards you can get all yeah. that stuff on, on their website sweet you All guys right. as always Woo. thanks for sticking with us for this almost two hour episode we love yeah. doing these long episodes we hope you enjoy them too until and, next you know, time thanks for tuning in and, and sweet, sweet <laughs> You're listening to the Prescribed Films Podcast Network, home to hundreds of hours of free podcast entertainment. The shows on this network all have a common goal, providing you with the best discussions about movies and other forms of entertainment media. The PFPN hopes to fill your ear holes with audio joy. Visit our website with links to all the other amazing shows at www.thepfpn.com. Thanks for listening.